changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark, and today I'm going to share two of my favorite stories from our new book, Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Miracle of Love. I am amazed by how many stories we get from people who kept crossing paths with their future soulmates over and over again, sometimes for decades, before finally meeting for real. Today's first story is by Lisa Marlin, who tells us that she was working at Worlds of Fun, which is a big amusement park in Missouri, one summer during high school. She was in charge of a snow cone cart, but it wasn't working. So she was just standing there telling one customer after another that the freezer was broken. This boy came over and asked her why she didn't just put a clothes sign on the cart and go on some rides with him and his friends. He was really cute, but Lisa couldn't leave the cart even though she wanted to. And as she tells us, our eyes locked for a mere moment and my heart skipped a beat. While that cute boy went off with his friends after saying that if she was ever in his town in Kansas, she should look him up. Lisa was so smitten by his brown eyes that she couldn't even remember the name of the town or if he had even told her his name. She told all her friends, though, that she had met this guy and that she was meant to be with him, but she knew she would never see him again because, after all, she lived in Missouri and he lived in Kansas. Two years later, Lisa was with her church's youth group, two states away, in Estes Park in northern Colorado. She and her friends were tossing a frisbee around while waiting to board their bus, and the frisbee soared over Lisa's head and landed on a picnic table where a family was sitting. There was a teenage boy at that table who stood up, holding the frisbee, and offered to join Lisa's game. It looked just like that same cute boy, the one from the amusement park in Missouri, the one with the brown eyes. The bus driver blew the horn, and Lisa had to run and get on the bus with her friends, so that was that. Thirty years passed then, and Lisa had a couple of marriages that didn't work out, and she was no longer interested in getting involved with anyone. She was living in southern Colorado, she was raising her kids, she was working in a local hospital, and then one day, a nice-looking middle-aged man leaned inside her office door and explained that he was doing some temporary work there and he needed access to the printer. Lisa couldn't help but notice the man's brown eyes. And even though it was January, suddenly it felt like summer again. Lisa asked the man where he went to high school, and he said Kansas. She asked if he went to the Worlds of Fun amusement park in Missouri the summer she worked there, and he said, yes, he had. Then she asked him if he ever went on vacation to Estes Park, Colorado, and he said yes, that he had been there the summer that she was there with her youth group. He was there with his family. And then he said he lived in Denver now. And Lisa immediately said, oh, I'm planning to move to Denver too, as she was thinking to herself that she'd better get her resume together and start looking for a job 200 miles away in Denver. And then the man said, that's great. When you do, be sure to look me up. They exchanged names and phone numbers, and you know the rest. Lisa and Ron are a couple now, and they actually drove back to Estes Park, Colorado a few weeks ago to recreate the Frisbee scene for us from that second time that they met. You can see their photo in the book trailer for Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Miracle of Love on our website, 
chickensoup.com. Lisa and Ron were meant to be, and so was Darla Grieco meant to be with her soulmate, as she tells us in her story. The first time she saw him was in a restaurant in Market Square in Pittsburgh. She was only there because she had run inside to take cover from the rain. Darla and her friends were squeezed into the entryway near the cash registers, dripping wet, waiting out that rain. One of her friends managed to hit a guy in the back of the head while she was waving her arms around telling a story. He turned around, and his eyes met Darla's. She apologized for her friend, and he said it was fine. And then he handed her his phone and said, It's John. Can you talk to him while I order? So there was Darla talking to someone she didn't know on a stranger's cell phone. But she did learn that the nice guy with the compelling eyes was named Chris. Well, it stopped raining, and Darla and her friends left the restaurant but not before Darla's friend said to her, you have to talk to him. Darla said if it was meant to be, they'd meet again. And sure enough, Darla and Chris ran into each other again three weeks later. Darla was out with friends again, and she was standing at the bar when she felt a tap on her shoulder, and she turned to see the man with the hazel eyes. She couldn't place him, but he remembered her from when her friend hit him on the side of his head in that crowded restaurant. He went off to get a pen and paper to write down her number, but Darla had to run off because her friends were leaving and he didn't come back in time. A few more weeks passed, and Darla was walking through some gardens in Pittsburgh with her friend, and she saw him again. But it looked like he was there with his parents, and so she didn't speak to him. That was the third time in seven weeks that she had run into him in a city of 300,000 people. But it was obviously not meant to be, as they still hadn't really talked or even exchanged last names or phone numbers. That was until two more weeks passed, and then Darla returned to Market Square with her co-workers to another restaurant, and she was making her way to the bar when she saw that man with the hazel eyes standing directly in front of her. She was speechless, and he said, Are you stalking me? Darla and Chris finally got together that night, ditching their friends and going to a coffee shop to talk. They've been married 17 years now, and they have four children. And Darla always remembers, through all the ups and downs of marriage, that they were clearly meant to be. I'm Amy Newmark. Thanks for joining me today on the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast. Please visit our website, chickensoup.com, and click on the podcast link to get more information about this week's featured books and also to get links to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you like to get your podcasts. And come back for our next episode when I'll talk to filmmaker Tim Rohana about his new film, One Last Thing, that's coming out on June 13th. It's about love and destiny and family. It's a special Chicken Soup for the Soul film event and we'll be telling you how to get tickets to see it yourself.